Hey gal, welcome to the Brand Camp Podcast. I'm Colleen Stark, brand designer, strategist, owner of design studio, Canoe Point Design Co., and mama of one crazy toddler. This is a show to empower women entrepreneurs to turn their businesses into a brand by sharing stories from fellow business owners who have been there and get it. You'll hear advice and stories from ambitious, goal-getting women entrepreneurs to help you to level up your business, make money, and create a life you love with a business you are obsessed with. So sit back and enjoy with your favorite drink or while juggling a toddler in one hand and a coffee in the other because there's no judgment or sugarcoating here. Welcome to the Brand Camp Podcast. Ready to stop fighting the Instagram algorithm and start building your email list? Meet my marketing secret weapon, Flowdesk. Flowdesk is the fastest growing email marketing platform helping small business owners design emails people love to get. From stunning email templates to immersive forms, Flowdesk makes it easy for beginners and experts alike to build their email lists, engage their audiences, and convert subscribers into customers, all without a website. Who is Flowdesk for? Anyone looking to send awesome emails. Their members are primarily small business owners and creators like artists, authors, attorneys, bloggers, brick and mortar shops, business and life coaches, marketing consultants, e-commerce shops, fitness professionals, graphic designers, photographers, wedding industry professionals, and more. You guys, I'm obsessed with Flowdesk, and as a designer, you know I wouldn't use or recommend any software that wasn't gorgeous and easy to use. Their layouts are stunning and make it so easy to send a beautiful on-brand email to your list. Sending emails people want to get is just a click away. You're going to love Flowdesk. Get 50% off your first year by visiting flowdesk.com slash C slash brandcamp or use discount code brandcamp, all caps, at checkout. That's flowdesk.com slash C slash brandcamp or use discount code brandcamp, all caps, at checkout. Hi, Tristan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for uh, chatting with us. Yes, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. <laughs> Before we start, tell us who you are, what you do, and who you help. Well, I'm Tristan. Um, I am the friendly neighborhood copywriter behind Sipsy Inc. And for the too long, didn't read version, I help creative entrepreneurs and purpose-driven brands with their website copywriting. So rather than being like stuck behind the keyboard with a blank screen and a blinking cursor, you can get back to whatever it is you, whatever else you need to do for your business. And I'll handle like doing all the magical words for you. <laughs> but for this somewhat longer version, it comes down to crafting and curating strategic copywriting that does a few things. The first thing is I work really hard to make sure that we're matching the conversation that's happening in your ideal client's head. So that way, when they get on your site, they're like, oh my God, how did she know this? <laughs> um, and the second thing is I craft words that are jam-packed with your personality. Um, like I get on strategy calls and I listen, I re record what you're saying and listen to how you speak. That way I can write the same way that you talk because Nobody's got time to read super boring copy that makes your eyeballs glaze over. So, <laughs> and then the third thing is I write, this is like the bread and butter of copywriting. I write copy that's going to drive leads so you can keep doing what you're passionate about because 
I know a lot of people think that sales is kind of icky and it has that negative connotation to it. But the truth of it is that we need sales to stay in business. And copywriting is just one of those things that's going to help you get the sales and the leads and the conversions that you need. So yeah, that's it. (laughs) I love it. I never thought I'd be so excited about like words and like copywriting, but the way that you talk about it, like curate, like using those buzzwords, like curating (laughs) and crafting, I'm like, yes, that's like so creative. Those words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what you're doing. I can nerd and geek out over talking about copywriting all day long. So I love it. Uh, So tell us about how you got started. Bring us back to the beginning of your journey. Ooh, the beginning. Okay. So (laughs) bear with me here. I realized early on in like my quote unquote professional career that I was a terrible employee. Like I started off as a high school English teacher and I loved my kiddos and I loved the content that I was teaching, especially the writing parts, go figure. But I just, I wasn't great at the professional corporate part of it. So I left teaching and then I went on, I taught for two and a half years. And then I went on to work as a copywriter and content writer for the Georgia Aquarium here um, in Atlanta. And it was like a total dream. Like, you could walk downstairs and walk through the galleries and like I could interact with the animals every day. It was amazing, but it was even more corporate and professional than, than teaching. So like I was wearing badges, I had to wear uniforms and I had to dress up every day. And, but the reality is I love my sweatshirts and my cozy socks. (laughs) So I was like stuffing my cozy socks in my purse and then like putting them on at my desk and everything. (laughs) So I was a terrible employee. So I knew that like the aquarium was just not going to be end game, you know? And so I started freelancing on the side as a copywriter. And when the pandemic hit, the aquarium had to shut down and I was laid off and I was like, okay, that's it. It's go time. I'm going to take my business full time now. So in 2020, I started copywriting full time for myself and, you know, I got to still keep myself in line, but (laughs) yeah, you're, you're your own boss and your own employee. So (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's amazing. I think the idea of working in an aquarium is so cool, except for the corporate part. I also am not a, yeah, I'm not a good employee and I, I'm just not made for it. Right. And I think that like as creative entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs and small business owners in general, we kind of can rally behind that. Like we weren't cut out for the corporate world. We had to find another plan and we did. We did it. (laughs) And I think like, branding and website design and copywriting, all of that, here we go. I'm going to nerd out again. Yeah, do (laughs) it. All of that like helps businesses, small business owners and creative entrepreneurs, branding and website design and copywriting helps those small businesses stay in business. Yeah. Uh, It's all about the marketing and making sure that you're making those sales so that you can stay in business. So you don't have to go back to the professional and corporate world. So yeah, Yeah, it's an investment. Like it's not necessarily like an expense or a cost you're investing because you're going to see that money come back. Exactly. There is going to be a return on investment in it. So (laughs) yeah. What would you say is your zone of genius? What are like, what is your passion when it comes to copywriting? Yeah, I think that there are layers to having a zone of genius. So my overall zone of genius would probably be writing, obviously. Uh, Otherwise, I'd need to find another line of work. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, you know, like J.K. Rowling and like Sarah J. Mass, they can say the same thing. Their zone of genius is also writing, but they're fiction writers. They write novels. And I tried that. I got like two pages in and I was like, okay, nope, this is not going to happen. So I think that brings like that. Then you go a second layer in, right? And my second layer of for the zone of genius would probably be writing for business or like marketing. So because copywriting fits into that writing for sales, writing for marketing, and it's all about helping brands use the right words that sound on brand, that kickstart the connections with readers so you can attract those like dreamiest of dreamy clients Mm -hmm. and then bring it. I'm going to say it over and over again. I'm sorry, but they bring in those leads and sales, right? Mm -hmm. But here we go. There's a third layer to that because there's all kinds of different styles of copywriting, right? Like just like you have a wedding planner who has their own flair or you have a photographer who, you know, edits in a certain style. Copywriters do the same thing. And so not every copywriter is going to be the one for you. My style of copywriting, which I think is also my my third layer zone of genius, is writing copy that is like slammed with personality. Uh, I'm going to write the way you talk. So, And I think that that's just the key to making your reader or your ideal client read your website copy and go, oh my gosh, I have to talk to this person, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's making that connection. You're making connections with people. And like, that's what I do too. As a brand designer, the visuals are what, like what I want to connect with people, but words are so important. And that's that connects with, with ideal clients. Right. Exactly. Totally agree. So for those who don't know, what is copywriting and why is it important? So yeah, here I have been rambling on about <laughs> copywriting and haven't even explained what it is. Um, so great question. <laughs> yeah, copywriting is a form of writing. And the sole purpose is to get your readers to take some kind of action. It's there to motivate them to take some kind of next step. And a lot of people will jump to, oh, that means like reaching out in my inbox and, um, you know, inquiring for more information. Not always. Uh, Sometimes it actually is a small step. Like you need those small steps to get to that one end goal, right? So the small steps could be clicking off of your link in bio to go to your website. And then the next small step could be like being on the homepage of your website and then scrolling down and realizing, okay. I'm ready to read more about this person and then clicking over to the about page. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be, it could be signing up for an email list, which, you know, totally all about that, but it's getting them to do some kind of not getting them, but like encouraging and motivating them to do some kind of action so that you can get them to that end goal of reaching out. So that's what copywriting is. (laughs) But it's important for the same reasons that I was just talking about earlier that like, I know that the word sales has a negative connotation to it. And when we think of sales, we're like, you know, the yucky, greasy car salesman. Um, But it doesn't have to be that way because copywriting, when it's done well, when it's done right, it can sound exactly like you. And, you know, when you think about it, when was the last time that you got on a sales call or a discovery call with somebody and you just started talking about how excited you are about your service or your product? It doesn't feel like you're doing sales, but you are. 
So that's what copywriting kind of does. And it just does it for you on autopilot. So like if you invest in website copywriting, you're kind of investing in like a pocket salesperson and they're like, Hey, you know what? You want to take that vacation, but you're worried about bringing in leads. Your copywriting is like, no, go for it. I've got the leads for you. I will handle taking, bringing those in and you just go and have a good time. So ultimately, I think that the the copywriting is the way to go if you want to kind of put sales and bringing in lead generation on autopilot. I love it. Do (laughs) This is kind of an off-the-cuff question, but do you find that people, when they invest in copywriting, they see that return fairly quickly? Like they see that like jump in leads or that jump in sales within like a timely manner or like what do your clients usually see? So... This, this is gonna, like, I'm gonna be full disclosure, totally honest with you. It depends on the situation mm. for a couple of reasons. First of all, website copywriting can do wonders for it, copywriting and brand, like website design in general together, can do wonders for your confidence in your brand. Yeah. So I had a client who they were wedding videographers and they reached out to me. For copywriting, we got on the copy, like they they had nothing on their website. It was just basically like images and the videos from their weddings, right? So we got them the website copy that sounded like their brand and really, you know, use those techniques and the methods that you use for web for copywriting. Mm-hmm. And um, immediately their confidence skyrocketed and they turn around and doubled their pricing and still booked out. So they were yeah. they were charging like three grand for a base package for wedding videography. They turned around and doubled it to like seven grand, six and seven grand, and they're still booking out. So the confidence that you get when you have the right words and the right website design goes so far for your return on investment anyway. Yeah. But then on top of that, you know, like if you have a copywriter who um kind of focuses on SEO or if you're, you know, still marketing yourself properly and, you know, like promoting it on Instagram and saying, Hey, go check out my website. If you're curious about services. Yeah. I still had other clients who were like, I, since I have the website copy and the website design, I've turned around and I've booked out. I worked with a client in 2021 And um, I spoke with him at the beginning of 2022. And she was like, I'm completely booked for 2022. I'm already booking into 2023. So absolutely. The return on investment is there. You still do need to work on your promotion and like making sure that people know that your website is there. But otherwise, yeah, absolutely. The return on investment, it's there. That's so exciting. I see that in brand design too, that when people book the brand design and they get their, all of their assets, they're like, the confidence is just huge. It's It's amazing. amazing. It's so amazing. And even like, so I had written my website copy myself, Hmm. but I hadn't invested in branding yet. Mm -hmm. And, um, So, I mean, I was timid about like putting myself out there because I was like, oh, my, my just, it doesn't feel cohesive. It doesn't feel, um, you know, it just doesn't feel like my brand, like what I want my brand to feel or feel and look like. And then as soon as I invested in branding with a designer, bam, I was so confident and I I doubled my own prices. There you go. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're, you're the perfect case study. Like, (laughs) I have my own case study. Yeah. <laughs> so can people 
can people DIY or do you always recommend hiring a copywriter? So if somebody is starting out and they're like, I don't, I don't have like the thousands to invest in a copywriter. Yeah. What, what do they do? Okay. So this, maybe I'm going to get ostracized from the copy community. (laughs) Um, But I, I am a firm believer that you can DIY your copywriting for your brand, whether it's your emails, your website, sales pages, if you need a sales page, uh, whatever it is, I totally believe that you can DIY your copywriting because I DIY, I DIY'd mine, right? Like I went to school for English, but, but writing English for academic papers is way different than writing for your, for a business, right? Like it's, it's worlds apart and they don't teach you how to write for business in school. So I still had to learn how to do it myself. So does every other copywriter. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, you can absolutely DIY it yourself. You do just, I recommend just making sure that you have the time to really kind of at least get into the basics of copywriting because it is just like web design or branding. It is a skill that you have to develop. But with copywriting, I think a lot of business owners don't realize how often they're going to need to write for their business. So if you just learn the basics of copywriting, it's going to it's going to serve you so well as you continue to grow because it's not feasible to always invest in a copywriter. So, yeah, that's what I feel like. <laughs> and um, as far as like how people can go about DIYing their copywriting, I actually have a whole blog post on the signs of, you know, whether or not you should or should not. I think I said that wrong. Whether you should or should not invest in a copywriter. But if you do want to DIY your copy, I got four suggestions. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yes, four suggestions. Here we go. The first one, read up on the copywriting. Read up on what it is, the basics of it. There are so many great books out there that can teach you how to write copy. And I like if you if you need to know a couple of right off the cuff just send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm so happy to give you my recommendations. But even if you don't want to pay a dime, like if you're like, look, I am strapped on cash. I just need to know the basics for free. (laughs) There are so many free resources too. YouTube is a great resource. There are so many videos on there that can teach you all of the fundamentals of copywriting. And I mean, we'll plug here. My blog can teach you too. <laughs> I I talk about you know like the essentials of your homepage and what you need to look out for on your about page and how to write with personality in your copy and all that kind of stuff. So you'd be amazed at how many free resources are out there if you need to write copy on a budget. The second thing <laughs> is I say when you DIY your copy, like once you've gotten the fun, like at least some of the basics, some of the fundamentals down. The second thing that you want to do is do your research for your brand. So that includes, you know, like your ideal client and how they talk, your products or your service that you're selling and all that kind of stuff. You need to get that research done. My, I think my greatest piece of advice that I've ever been told from a copy mentor was um, if you feel stuck with what to say next, maybe you need to go back and look at your research or maybe you need to do more research because odds are you're going to find it somewhere in that research. So one of the big things that I say is like, you can use your testimonials, dig through your testimonials and see what past clients or past customers have said, because odds are if somebody has said it in the past or said it 
about your service, a future client is going to need to hear it. So that's number two. (laughs) Number three is keep your branding material handy. (laughs) So like all of the materials for your branding strategy, those are the root of your business. Copywriting comes after the root of your business. So if that's the foundation and you need to have like your business's why, the value prop, like your unique selling point, your mission statement, your brand messaging, all of those things need to kind of be in one place. That way you can refer back to them. I think as people start DIYing their copy, they get a little overwhelmed with how much they're having to write yeah, or what they're having to say. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of go back to the foundation, if you go back to the root, then it gives you, it's like a roadmap. It's like, Hey, by the way, (laughs) this is the question. These are the questions that we're answering here, you know? And then the fourth thing, (laughs) sorry. No, I love it. (laughs) Is don't be afraid to use a template or an outline. If you're DIYing your copy, it's kind of like, you know, a website, a design template, you know, sure. A lot of designers will say, oh, no, 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 you need custom designing. Well, maybe eventually, but if you're working on a budget for right now, maybe you need to get by with a website template. The same goes for your copy. Maybe eventually you can upgrade and get custom copywriting done by a professional. But if you're needing, if you're on a tighter budget, there's nothing wrong with getting a template or an outline to help you with the questions that you need, that you should answer on each page of your website. So like I, for example, I have a blog post that talks about the five essential questions that you should answer on your homepage. You can use those questions as like the roadmap for your, for writing your um, website homepage. So yeah, those are my four. (laughs) Those are amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely tiers to what you can invest in, in anything in in copywriting and design. Um, you yeah. can go the free row. It's just going to take a lot of time to like, yeah, you know, get up to up to par with your knowledge right. of copywriting, but it can be done. Right. And then there's it can templates. be done. Yeah. And then there's templates and then there's custom. So there's, you can, mm-hmm. you can jump in at any tier. It just depends on how much money and how much time you want to spend yeah. on each. Yeah. It's kind of like a trade-off, right? Like if you don't have the money, you do need to be prepared to invest more time in your copywriting or your website design and vice versa. Like if you've got the money, then you don't have to invest as much time into it. So yeah, totally agree with that. The tiers and there's nothing wrong with starting in one tier, one bracket, and then moving up as you go. Yeah. Part of the business journey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're not married to married to one place. Things Things change. Nobody knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So we're we're all just making it up. (laughs) Right. We are just taking it one day at a time. (laughs) (laughs) And how does um, design kind of work in with copywriting? Because they're kind of like soulmates, right? Like they kind of work together. So like, how do they, how do you see them working together? If you're a service-based business, you know how complicated managing multiple clients or potential leads can be. Enter HoneyBook. HoneyBook is a client management system or CRM that has everything your business needs to get it done. From managing projects, booking clients, sending invoices, and getting paid, HoneyBook has it all. When I was starting my business, I had no way of tracking all of my projects and it drove me absolutely crazy. So when I tell you joining HoneyBook was a game changer, I mean it. And my clients love it too. 
Not only can you keep track of all of your projects, but all of your files and documents have one place to live. You can streamline client communication with their email templates, manage your bookings and payments, and just make it easier to get paid. HoneyBook saves you time so you can focus on your passion, and you can get 20% off your first year by going to share.honeybook.com slash brandcamp. That's share.honeybook.com slash brandcamp, or visit the show notes or affiliate links page on our website, brandcamp.com. Let me tell you, whenever I see copywriting and website design, like when somebody is like, oh, I'm going all in. Yep. I'm telling you, my heart swells. I get, I just swoon over that. It's yeah. like copywriting and website design are like peanut butter and jelly. They mac and cheese, you know, yep. they just go <laughs> so well together. Um, and they really do like create this ultimate client experience, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I think I think what we need to understand is that we are very quickly, very rapidly moving into more and more of a tech savvy world. Yeah. So we're constantly being bombarded with advertisements on the one hand. And on the other hand, more and more of our like younger clientele are really prioritizing those brands who who are themselves prioritizing things like website design and copywriting because they want the entire experience, right? So, but with being bombarded with advertisements all the time, we need something that's going to grab their attention and then keep it, right? Yep. So I always say that like website design is the hook. It's definitely like the, oh my gosh, like people are going to look at it and say, holy cow, I have got to see yep. what is going on here because it's just so beautiful, right? It's like seeing an attractive person walk by. You're like, oh, you're like, whoa, like, let oh. me do a double take. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, so, so take that example, website design would be like seeing the attractive person walk by and then you have to do like a double take. And then website copywriting would be like, okay, hang on a second. I got that double take. Let me go talk to them really quick. So, um, yeah, it's like, and with website copywriting or not website copywriting, but like just website, your website experience in general, here's the thing you have like less than 15 seconds to grab their attention and then keep it. Otherwise they're going to click off. (laughs) So, so the website design is definitely grabbing their attention. And then the copywriting steps in and is like, Hey, here's what you're looking for. So I always say that website design is does an incredible job of snagging their attention right away. And then that stellar copywriting is what's going to keep them there and develop the know, like, and trust uh, factor of marketing that eventually leads them to reaching out for more information. Yeah. I feel like that's the perfect, like perfect example. The copywriting is what's going to keep somebody because what it looks like isn't enough by itself. Right. Right. And here's, here's the other thing. Like when was the last time you ever you're perusing the Instagram, right? And you see an ad for like one of their sponsored posts for, um, I don't know, a new dress or something. And the the girl wearing it is super pretty. And you're like, hang on, that dress is super cute. But then you go to look and the caption and there's no caption. And you're like, hold on. (laughs) What do I do now? (laughs) Yeah. So that's where that copywriting is going to step in and be like, this is what you do. You're going to, you need to click on this post this button right here and it'll take you to the website or it'll take you to this page. And this is how you can get more information on it because ultimately that's what we also need. We need more information on whatever it is we're trying to buy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so what comes first, design or copywriting? Because it's kind of like the chicken and the egg, right? Like which yeah. you start with, do you do both at the same time? Like how do we time it out? Yeah. Okay. This is a good question. And I think it like you're exactly right. It's an age old debate of what comes first. I think most copywriters will say that copywriting comes first. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, they're right because until you have the copy, you the designer doesn't know how to format the page right or how to format the page with the copy. But I'm gonna just say that like the two kind of go hand in hand. Like yeah. you do them both at the same time to me. Any designer or any good designer or good copywriter is going to be okay with working together and yeah. developing something that meets the client's needs. Personally, that's just what I think. Like the two can absolutely go at the same time. And then the designer and the copywriter can work together to kind of tweak it and make sure that we're hitting all of our needs for the client. Yeah. I don't know. That's my two cents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a designer, nothing would make me happier than working with a copywriter on a website. Cause most of the time I'm doing copy, my clients, most of the time are DIYing their copy. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm designing without any words, um, yeah. which, which I can do. Like I, I know where a headline's going to go. I know mm -hmm. where like sure. a subheader is going to go. Um, but to be able to work with a copywriter and have those words and really see it come to life would just be yeah. like amazing. Like the dream come true, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always have the same experience just reversed. Um, and I have people who come to me who are like DIYing their Squarespace or show it or whatever. And I'm always like, man, it would be so awesome if I could see a website design. Because I mean, again, when we work with creative entrepreneurs, we're kind of creatives as well, you definitely right. are as a designer. Um, you <laughs> are a copywriter. Is, yeah, but like you kind of need that visual aspect sometimes to get inspired to be like, okay, I know exactly what's going to go here because I've already seen the design. So I'm with you. I just, yeah, we just need to work together all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you can DIY whatever you like. You can DIY copywriting and design. You can invest yeah. in one and not the other. But the mm -hmm. dream is to invest in both and just like do it all. Yes. I think seriously. that's what we both want. <laughs> well, and like, as we were saying earlier, you've had clients who have seen the return on investment in web design. Yeah. I've had clients who've seen the return in inv on investment in copywriting. So could you imagine if you put the two together and had a completely rehauled, like overhauled client experience of your website, it would just be, yeah. oh my gosh, amazing. You could triple your prices with the confidence yeah. that you have. And that's the thing is like when you invest, like you can also increase your pricing because you have all of these things to back it up. Like you look exactly. very professional because you've invested in copy and web design. Exactly. So your prices can be yeah. higher because people will land on your website and be like, oh, this is like Wait a minute. legitimate. Yeah. And yes. like the, the um, higher prices are backed up by those exactly. investments. The investments. Exactly. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> Where should we put keywords on our website when we're like planning out, you know, our buzzwords, the things that we want SEO to grab? Yeah. How do we know where to put our keywords on our website? Yeah. So keywords, doing keyword research is a part of SEO. Um, and it's making sure that you're showing up for the specific keywords that people are using as it relates to your business. So for example, 
if you're a wedding photographer in Toronto, maybe you start looking like you start doing your keyword research around that idea. Mm-hmm. And then let's say you settle on that keyword that we just said for the sake of this example. <laughs> so where, so where do you put them before I get into all of that? Let me just say that Google prioritizes readability over anything else. They care that your reader is having a great experience on the website. So yes, you still want to use the keywords because that is telling Google, hey, this is what my website page is about. So make sure it ranks or make sure you show it when somebody searches for it. But ultimately, they care most about readability. So that leads me to saying (laughs) that you don't want to stuff your keywords everywhere on on the page that you're writing because a it's not going to sound natural at all. I mean, are we always going to say in every single sentence wedding photographer in Toronto? No, we're not. Uh, we might say it once. <laughs> so um, it's not going to sound natural. And then that's going to make Google think, okay, this, this readability is not what's going on here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I would say to make it sound as natural as possible, you're going to put it in three places. Mm-hmm. One, definitely the main thing, main place you're going to put it is in the main header or the title of your page. Yeah. Because that shows Google that this is what's relevant the most. Like this is the most relevant thing. So definitely put it in the main header or the main title of your page. Then after you do that, if it fits, if you... If it sounds natural and organic, you can put it in one more time in a subheading somewhere else on the page. Depending on how much content you have, here's the thing, here's the thing with website copy. It's not as long as a blog post, right? Mm -hmm. So naturally fitting in those keywords is a little bit harder for website copy because it's not as long. So don't force it. So if, and if you can fit it into a subheading somewhere else in your website copy, and then again, if it fits naturally, find one more place to put it in the body copy of your um, website page. But as a general rule of thumb, you don't want to include your keyword more than once every 200 words. Okay. That's, that's, a, good rule that's of thumb. a general rule of thumb. Um, and, and of course, you know, some, it's so subjective, honestly, that some SEO experts are going to say, wait, no, I've had great success doing it this many times. I've right. had success doing it this few times, yeah. et cetera. But at generally speaking, yeah. once every 200 words should work just fine. Perfect. So, so <laughs> definitely want to include it above the fold, right? Like, yes. And when yes. we say about that main fold, header, Yeah, that main header above the folds, just to explain it a little bit for those Mm -hmm. who don't know, is about when you fold a newspaper, you want it to be above that crease so that that's like the first thing that you see. Mm -hmm. And like with website design, sometimes I heard like um, copywriters call that above the scroll. So yeah, yeah, that's more um, 2020. Yeah, (laughs) right. Just a little more modern. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So exactly above the scroll before somebody scrolls their mouse, there should be a keyword, uh, your main keyword for the page. And that's going to keep people too. People want to know, you don't want somebody to be like, what is this? And not know what your business is. And they, you don't want them to have to find it because they're going to give up and they're going to just go find somebody else. Exactly. And like the whole, like if we can 
kind of put SEO into perspective, it suddenly becomes, it, it's no longer this mystifying thing, right? The whole purpose of SEO is to answer a reader's question. That's it. Yeah. So if their question is, who is a wedding photographer in Toronto? And your answer is, I am. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you've done it. You've done it. You've done SEO. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, gonna... of course, it's more nuanced than that, but ultimately. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. I was going to ask yeah. my next question was, what is SEO? Um, yeah. I know we're backtracking a little bit, but and no, no, no. why is it important? Yeah. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And it is a fancy way of saying, um, it's like telling Google when you write your website, it's telling Google, Hey, by the way, when someone searches for this X keyword, make sure my site pops up on that first search result page. So it's important because it's another way to diversify your marketing um, efforts and adventures. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think a lot of times we kind of get sucked into the world of Instagram or Facebook or social media in general for our marketing. Um, and you don't have to stay there if you don't want to. If you, like, I always, I always give the example of, Hey, remember when Instagram was down for like 24 hours, <laughs> by all means, take a break off of Instagram then and mm -hmm. enjoy your day. But if you are a little worried about it and you want to diversify your marketing efforts, then you can expand to including SEO in your website copier, like in your blog posts and show up on Google versus spending all of your time marketing to the one little Instagram bubble. So yep. that's why it's important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question. I know how nuanced it is and it's a big question, yeah. um, but I'm, I feel like a lot of people want to know and they ask me all the time and I don't have the answer. Um, <laughs> how do we get to the top of Google? How do we oh, get boy. to be, I know, on that first page yeah. and like as high as we possibly can? I get this question all the time yeah. and it's like too complicated for my brain <laughs> to like- No, 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 no. listen. Uh, okay, so let me tell you that I am a big preacher, I guess, of using quote unquote best practices. And that's to say that- we can do everything right for the Google gods and we still don't end up on page one. That's okay. It's all good. You know, SEO is forever changing. Just like with the Instagram algorithm, the Google algorithm is always changing, but we can continue using best practices for um, SEO to kind of help us get to that number one or page one um, search result. So here's the other thing I also want to say. There are actually three parts of SEO. And um, I'm definitely not going to try and get into this because I feel like it is super techie and nerdy and I'm <laughs> going to bore the heck out of everybody. But there are three types of SEO. There's the back-end SEO or like off-page SEO. There's technical SEO. And then there's on-page SEO. I focus on on-page SEO and I feel like for the most part, this is the thing that you should also focus on when you're writing your blog posts, when you're writing um, website pages for your copy and all that kind of stuff. So five, I have five main things <laughs> that you can do. I love <laughs> lists. Give me the list. Yes. <laughs> Give you all the checklists. I know. I'm like, look, I need to make sure that I can check each thing off yep. of my box. So um, here's your checklist for these five main things. The first thing, again, prioritize readability. 
um, are you giving your readers the best possible experience? If you are stuffing keywords everywhere and it sounds like not natural or it sounds like, okay, that's not the way somebody normally talks, chances are your readability is going to be a little bit lower. So try not to do that. There are a couple of tools that you can check your readability. Um, the Grammarly app is great for checking readability. You, you, when, you, when you put in your content into the Grammarly app and you click the little show information, aim for a readability of 60 or greater. That's, that's, the, that's the goal. <laughs> so the first thing is, of course, prioritize readability. The second thing is do that keyword research um, and then try to naturally incorporate those keywords into the copy. Again, no keyword stuffing here. We save that for, we save the stuffing for Thanksgiving, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So um, then the third thing is you want to format the page so that it has, it does have that main title, that main header above the scroll, above the fold, and then maybe a couple of subheadings throughout the text. And that's because nobody wants to read a solid chunk of text. When they see that solid wall, they're like, nope, and they just click the heck off. So that's going to hurt your readability too. So yeah, like try to format it appropriately. So you have your main header and then maybe one or two subheaders that just kind of break it up. Okay. That was three. The yep. fourth thing. Perfect. <laughs> the fourth the fourth thing is to add links to your other pages on your site. That is what's called an internal linking structure to get super nerdy. Um, and it's gonna help Google move all over your site. Um, and when it does, when it moves all over your site, it's learning, it's taking in all that information about what your website and each individual page is about. That way, once it knows that, it learns that magically, (laughs) it prioritizes your site in the search results. And it's like, oh, wait, I remember this site that was talking about being a wedding photographer in Toronto. Let me show that in the search results. So that's number four. Do the add links to other website pages. Um, It can be it can be your core pages or it could be your blog post pages, whatever. So you want to kind of create a circuit of links so that Google Google bots can crawl all over your site. Exactly. Like, okay, for example, when you click on a Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. read that first paragraph on the Wikipedia, every other word is a link. Yes. And, but I mean, that also helps them rank at the top when somebody searches for something, right? Now, that's Sorry. not to say make every other word a link yeah. <laughs> in your We're not Wikipedia. <laughs> right. We are not Wikipedia. We are not trying to do that. But do add it in, do incorporate it um, as as much as you can while still kind of, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like another nuanced common sense play around trial and error kind of thing. But either way, you do want to have those links um, yep. in your copy. Perfect. Okay. And then the fifth thing, fifth Perfect. thing, and then I'm out, like, I'm done. I don't <laughs> bore you anymore on this. <laughs> the fifth thing is don't forget your meta tags. And I think that when I say meta tags, people kind of freeze up and they're like, that's, Excuse you. What is yeah. what is the meta tag? <laughs> um, but that is okay. You know, when you search something on Google and you get the search results, you have your main header, like the title of whatever the page is, and then underneath it, you have a description of that page. Those are your meta tags. Mm-hmm. So it's actually not as difficult as it sounds to do this. Most 
website tools have a way to do it super easily. Like Squarespace is super easy. Mm-hmm. Show it is easy. WordPress, if you have, if you have a WordPress site, you will need to like install a Yoast plugin or can't remember the other one, but either way, yeah. I'm like, you're gonna- WordPress is like, I just, I don't mess around with WordPress. <laughs> it is such a beast, right? Like it is a massive tool. Yeah. So, but Squarespace it. makes it super easy. Squarespace yeah. is like, they make it a breeze. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, like, and all you have to do, all you have to do on Squarespace, if you, if you have a Squarespace site, click on the page that you need to do your meta tags for. And then on the nav bar on the left, there's like, if you hover over the page that you're on, there's a gear tool, click that. And it'll bring you up to the general settings of that page. There you can change your URL. You do want to make sure that you have a key, the, the main keyword in the URL. And then underneath that general settings tab, you have the SEO tab. That's where you can change your meta description and the title of the page. Make sure you have your main keywords in those as well. Perfect. But otherwise... That's the checklist. That's the five checklists that I say, okay, make sure you at least have these five things. <laughs> awesome. So that's how we can kind of optimize our, our SEO for our website and make sure that we're yes. we're doing as well as we can, but as well as we can. It's yeah, not absolutely. that we're gonna right. I get asked that all the time of like, can you make me like the top of Google? And like that is up to the Google gods. I Google gods. <laughs> can only do as much. You as better I can. pray to the Google gods. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was great. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, so as we wrap up, um, where mm-hmm. can people find you on the internet, in real life, wherever? Oh my gosh, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are gonna have to drive down to North Georgia and find me because I'll be here in North Georgia. <laughs> Um, but you can easily find me on the internet. (laughs) So, uh, if you, you know, if you do need help DIYing your copy or your content, or you need some ideas that you need to bounce around, please feel free to slide into my DMs, hit me up in my email through my website. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, 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 you know, the at, (laughs) at Sipsy Inc. It's S I P S Y. And then ink is I N K. Um, that's me on Instagram, and the website is the same www.sipsyink.com. Amazing. Thank you so yeah. much for this. This is an amazing conversation. I feel like Yay. listeners get like got so much out of this episode Yay. and checklists and like next steps checklists. and things to do. This All is the checklists. <laughs> an actionable episode. And I loved yeah. it. So thank you so much for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Thanks. Bye. If you're anything like me, you're a little disorganized when it comes to planning your social media feed. So when I heard about Planoly, I was hooked. Planoly is your all-in-one platform to plan, schedule, and share your social content across Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. As an official Instagram and Pinterest partner, Planoly continues to pave the way for businesses of all sizes to carry out their social marketing strategies seamlessly and effortlessly, simplifying social marketing for all. With Planoly, you can draft, plan, schedule, and publish content, analyze your business profile data, and it comes in a web and mobile app. With their Sell It feature, you can sell anything to anyone with a single click, without the need for a website. Sell It transforms your social content with a single link into a social storefront. It's never been easier to turn your followers into customers. 
I use Planoly for all of my businesses and it makes it so easy to set it and forget it for your social media. They have auto posting, which I love, and even show you the best times of day to post. If you're like, yes, I need this in my life, go to planoly.com slash referral slash canoe point design co or visit the show notes or affiliate links page on our website, brandcamp.com. That's planoly.com slash referral slash canoe point design co or visit the show notes or affiliate links page on our website, brandcamp.com. Thank you for listening to the Brand Camp Podcast brought to you by Canoe Point Design Co. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned some key tips and advice to level up your business. Make sure to subscribe to the channel so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed our chat today, let us know by leaving a review. I'd love to connect with you on social at Brand Camp Podcast on Instagram and Facebook to continue the conversation. Tune in next week for another episode of Brand Camp Podcast.